Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is your co-pilot, Justin, and guess what? I am all by myself today. That's right, just me. Apologies in advance. I know that it's nice to get the you know the others the other opinions, have the other voices on here, but you know what? It's just me today, and we're gonna get through this. But you know we're gonna get through it together. It's really not just me, right? It's me and you. So very special episode, just Justin. Episode number 22 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Today is September 17th. Unbelievably, we're already halfway through the month of September. Hopefully it's going well for everybody. And uh, let me be the first to say, Merry Christmas. Because you know what? Tis the season. Pumpkin spice, old news. Bring me those peppermint white mochas at Starbucks. That's what I'm talking about. You know, before we get to the Christmas season, let's talk about some news and some happenings that are going on at the Walt Disney World Resort. Right now, I've got several articles I've pulled from the Walt Disney World Newswire. We're going to chat about them, and then we're going to get out of here, and we're going to call it a day. So let's get started. The first thing I wanted to talk to you about is VR experiences. So if you've been to Disney Springs in the last couple of years, you would have had a chance to go visit the Void and try out the Star Wars virtual reality experience yourself. Well, Disney is expanding its relationship with the Void now, and they have announced that there will be a Ralph Breaks VR It's the next hyper-reality experience in collaboration with Industrial Light and Magic and The Lab and The Void, and this will also be at Disney Springs. We had heard some rumors that this was going to be coming. It actually, I think the news first came out while we were on our trip in late July down to Walt Disney World, and and I actually didn't even see the news until um, our good buddy Kevin actually told us about this. My concern was that when Ralph Breaks VR, when this experience came to The Void, that that meant that um, Star Wars was going to go away. But according to this article that I picked up from WDWMagic.com, that is not the case. The existing experience Star Wars in the Star Wars universe is going to stay. The Secrets of the Empire will remain available at Disney Springs even when Ralph Breaks the Internet opens up. So I think that's really good news. That Star Wars experience is unbelievable. It's something that if I went back to Disney Springs, I would want to do it again. And I think you'd have a lot of people pretty upset if it was already gone. But no, this is actually going to be something in addition to that. And so we don't actually know where the location will be. We just know it's going to be Disney Springs. I don't know if they'll have a separate building or if they're going to build on to what they already have. I don't know the launch date just yet, but it's coming. So the movie Ralph Breaks the Internet will be in the theaters November 21st, just in time for Thanksgiving. And then I would imagine that maybe sometime shortly after that we'd hear some more about Uh, Ralph Breaks VR and when that experience is going to be at Disney Springs. So that's really exciting. That's going to be really fun. I'm I'm a big fan of the Wreck-It Ralph world, that universe. I think it's a a lot of fun. I think it's really interesting. I can't imagine the kinds of things that they're going to be able to do with VR, but that experience is so immersive that I think it'll be, there's a lot of room to play around, I think, with that. And I can't imagine the kinds of like 
nostalgia and references and things that they're going to throw in to that experience. But it would be pretty cool if you got to kind of interact with some of your favorite video game characters and scenes kind of throughout history. And actually, we'll probably end up getting some other things too, because this is, you know, bringing in the internet means that they can bring in all kinds of other, you know, references and different things. So really excited. I I can't wait to hear more news about that. Moving on, uh, the minivan service is actually going to be switching up its pricing to distance-based pricing. So if you've experienced the minivan service up till now, you would know that point-to-point anywhere on Disney property was $25. So that's actually going to be changing, and it's now going to be distance-based, and it's expanding out to non-Disney hotels. Now, if you're staying at at, uh, Bonnet Creek, Flamingo Crossing, and Hotel Plaza Boulevard hotels, you'll be able to use it. It is actually going to the Orlando airport as well. So I think this is good. I think this is a good evolution of this particular service. The $25 per trip is one of those things where you really had to kind of weigh, is my trip that I'm taking, should I wait for the bus or is it worth it to pay the 25 to hop on one of these minivans? Or, you know, if I don't want to transfer multiple modes of transportation, should I just hop on the minivan? And maybe that made a lot of sense in, in a lot of cases. I think here... This is going to be really good. It actually will probably increase the usage of the minivans, I would think, because now I think that's a much fairer pricing model. If you're hopping from hotel to hotel and maybe they're not that far apart, 25 might be a little steep, right? So in this case, maybe it could be cheaper for those short trips, and maybe it's a little bit more if you're taking a longer trip. So it's all good. I think it's a really good evolution, and I we did not actually use the minivan service when we were in Walt Disney World in July, but I've heard from people who have that it's been really good and they've gotten good value out of it. So awesome. I'm all for it. I think this makes a lot of sense. Moving on. The Swan and Dolphin Resort plan to build a new tower. We've gotten some more details about this just in the past week. It's going to be a 14-story tower that will add 349 guest rooms, meeting space, a swimming pool, and a restaurant with a bar and lounge. It will open in 2020, and it's actually going to be built on the space currently occupied by the resort tennis courts. So the question is, will they get new tennis courts? I hope so. I hope they don't just 86 those uh, tennis courts because who doesn't love playing tennis in the 100 degree hot, humid Florida sun? But yeah, so there's some pictures out of uh, test balloons kind of testing sight lines on the Swan and Dolphin property. Swan and Dolphin, we haven't talked so much about on this podcast because they are, they're Disney hotels, but not really Disney hotels. They are on Disney property. They're just not Disney owned, but they get, you know, if you stay at the Swan and Dolphin, you really get all of the benefits of staying at a Disney hotel. They're nice accommodations and they actually give you a lower price point than some of the deluxe hotels that are Disney owned. So it's a really good option. They're in a great location. If you love the studios or Epcot, I'm a big fan of the Swan and Dolphin resort. Obviously they've got demand there, so they're building a new tower. So very good. More rooms to come. I think all of this is kind of building up to the uh, 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom. They know that that's going to be a very busy year in Walt Disney World, and they need the space. They don't want to be turning people away, right? So very good. I'm excited to see it. and I've seen some of the, the pictures of what this new tower is going to look like, and it looks like it's going to be really nice. So more to come there. I want to talk a little bit about food and wine really quickly. So this is a special event that was just announced this past week on the Disney Parks blog. Food and Wine Tailgate Tasting, hosted by ESPN's Monday Night Football. All right, so here's the question. Do you love food? Do you love drinks? Do you love Monday Night Football? Well, then me and you probably have a lot in common. 
If you do love all of those things, this is a special limited event that you can actually participate in. And I want to say, I want to tell you, we, we talked about some of these additional things you can do at food and wine. Some of them cost, some of them don't. This is a free event, but it's limited, limited seating. Basically on select Mondays throughout the festival, there's a 45 minute program that's going to pair tailgating inspired food and beverages. And if you're a fan of that, you're interested in that, you actually get to enjoy a flight of three sample size food items inspired by the cities playing in the game that week, along with three different beverages. And then you get to learn from culinary experts about how to prepare those dishes. This is complimentary. You actually don't have to pay an additional fee to participate in this seminar. What you have to do, though, is go to the Festival Center starting at 9 a.m. because you're going to have to pick up a wristband. Attendance is limited, and it's first come, first serve. You can't reserve it in advance. You can't pay anything for it. You just have to get there early. But you know what? If you're a Disney veteran, you're used to doing things like that. And if this is something that appeals to you, I really encourage you to try this out. So the dates are September 17th, so today, the 24th, and then October 1st, 8th, and 15th from 4.30 to 5.15 in the Festival Center. So make sure you get out and do that. If you happen to do that, I would love to hear about this. I want to know what this experience is like. I'm, I'm wondering if, it, if you like, while you're trying the food, are, are you, do you actually have to, like, worry about getting tackled or anything like that? Because that would add a nice, you know, spin, make it a little more exciting. I don't know. That's just me being a dumb football fan. But really cool experience. I encourage you all to go out, find out about this. And if it's interesting to you, do it. Get involved. Last thing I wanted to talk about was um, a new thing that they're going to be doing at Splash Mountain. So this change is due to the fact that SC Johnson & Son is the new corporate sponsor of Splash Mountain. As part of that, starting very soon, they're going to be distributing plastic bags, plastic Ziploc bags, as you get onto the ride. Why are they doing this, you might ask? Well, obviously, Splash Mountain, as the name suggests, is a wet ride. If you're riding these days, you're probably riding with some expensive electronics in your pocket. You know, something, a brand new iPhone that's cost you over a thousand bucks or something like that. And we don't really want to, you know, try to submerge those things and, and be the ones that are water testing them to see if they can like stand up to, you know, well, is it splash resistant or is it water resistant up to three meters or, you know, you don't want to play that game. A lot of people already do this and they'll put their, they'll take their electronic devices and put them in a Ziploc bag before they ride water rides. Makes a lot of sense. Well, not everybody remembers those things, <clears throat> like me. Um, so <laughs> as you're getting on the ride, you might be having this panic like, oh, great. Maybe I need to take my phone out and like hold it up or, or something so it doesn't get soaking wet. Well, this option will actually help you if you're like me, you're a poor planner. They're going to give you a Ziploc bag to protect those electronics. And they're going to be recycling options as you exit the ride for those guests who don't wish, wish to use the Ziploc bags. So it's not wasteful. You can recycle the bags and they'll probably just put them right back into circulation. You'll try to reuse them. It is kind of weird because Disney actually just recently announced plans to reduce plastic consumption. So, <laughs> so they've taken straws out of some restaurants, straws out of hotels, you know, different things like that, reducing some plastics in the rooms. And now they're going to give you Ziploc bags for riding Splash Mountain. So, so anyway, maybe a little bit of a, a mixed message there, but I think that it makes a lot of sense. And obviously it ties in well with the corporate sponsorship. There you have it, folks. Those are the news items that I'm bringing the table today. Um, I know, you know, obviously we did hit on every little thing that's going on in the in and around the parks, but uh, these are some of the headlines that caught my eye. If there's anything out there that you've seen that you want to talk about, you want to bring to the table, 
maybe a suggest for conversation in the next coming weeks, send that to me. You can do that at Morning Monorail. We'll pick it up. We'll take a look at it and, and chat about it on the show. You can also follow us on Instagram. I try to put a picture out there almost every day. I try very hard. Don't always do it. But you can follow us on Instagram, Monday Morning Monorail. Email mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. And you can call the voicemail if you want to actually hear your voice on this very podcast. You could do that. If you've got any trips coming up, you're going to Food & Wine. We'd love to hear about that um, either before or after. If you want to hop on, just let us know. We're always open to bringing in people into the conversation. And uh, also the Not-So-Scary Party. Probably going to do a show just about the Not-So-Scary Party. So if there's things, maybe you have questions um, about the Not-So-Scary Party, send those to us uh, so we can put them in the queue and we'll try to get those things answered. I would really love to make this something where it's very educational for you, helps you out in your planning. Maybe you're deciding, should we, should we not do a Not-So-Scary Party? And uh, you've still got plenty of time to do that, you know, about a month and a half. But time's running out, so send me some questions. If you've been and you want to voice your opinion on it, you can either send that to me in an email, a tweet, or, you know, call the voicemail. Tell us about it. Call us from the Not-So-Scary Party, why don't you? I dare you. I dare you to do that. Hope you all enjoy your week. This has been kind of an express monorail, but you know what? Sometimes you got you got to make them quick because the days get away from you. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for listening. We're going to see you next week. Have a magical Monday and have a magical week. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon.